Hello there, friends, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Best PDX Podcast. Today is my honor to have a female player that goes by the name of Christina Frida. Christina, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, thank you. Uh, Christina, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little small summary of your playing career. Uh, yeah, so I'm 26 years old. I'm currently playing in a country called Cyprus. Uh, went to college in America, played a little bit in the States, and then came overseas. That's that's amazing. Um, so before we go into your journey, who inspired you to touch your first soccer ball? And at what age did you start playing? I'm not sure who actually inspired me. I think it was more my mom started me playing it. And then yeah. I just fell in love with it. And I found role models that I liked, like Natasha Kai, who was playing for Sky Blue. And so I just got really hyped about the sport and I stuck with it. No, that's amazing. Um, so take us to your journey. Uh, tell us where it began and how did you get and how did you manage to be where you currently are at now and what obstacles and struggles you faced along the way, which we know it's a lot different for female athletes. Yeah, so I started playing when I was five, a little rec league, you know. Yeah. And I started scoring all these goals and they would put me at goalkeeper and I would still take the ball up and go score. And my mom was like, all right, we need to change this up a little bit. So yeah. uh, I started playing club ball. I played for a match fit academy and who are still super supportive to this day of my career. So that's really awesome. Absolutely. I went to college in South Carolina to a little school called Winthrop University. And I had a really, really awesome four years. I broke a bunch of records. Um, but the problem with going to a small school is that, you know, you don't really get seen by big teams, you know, even if you're the best player in the world, if you go to a small school, it's really difficult to take that next step. So like when it came time for me to graduate, you know, I knew I wasn't going to get drafted, but you know, you got to enter anyway, so you can try to get in the NWSL, but I did a bunch of work on my own. And this is a big thing that I think kind of puts me apart from other players. I sent emails to every single, uh, coach and assistant coach from every team in the NWSL and it took hours of like searching finding emails on like little websites and it paid off because right after the draft finished I got a call from the assistant coach of the Portland Thorns and he was like hey we want to see you play can you come up for a tryout and I was like cool yeah went up there and I got invited to preseason so that was my first little bit of experiencing life in the professional level I went to preseason there and after seven days I got cut and I was like whoa, hold on, I've been the star my whole life and now I'm getting cut from a pro team. My, it's something I never expected. Yeah. And so when I sat with Paul Paul Riley, who was the coach of the Portland Thorns at the time, he said to me, I have all these names here and next to your name, I have written that you should go abroad. You're the only player I wrote that I want you to go play in Europe. Yeah. And I told him, okay. And that's what I did. In summer 2015, I went to Finland and played and it was my first real pro experience and it was awesome. Um, you know, it's hard. We were living in a small town and, you know, the league is good, but our team wasn't so good. Um, But, you know, it was a great first experience. I think it it was the first time I ever went out of the country on my own and, you know, really had to just kind of grow up super fast and learn and learn how to be extra professional because I was on a team that wasn't made of professionals. There was only like four or five actual professional players. Yeah. And it really helped me then when I came back to the States and I started or I went to preseason with Sky Blue. And, you know, I had a, a different experience than when I went to preseason with the Portland Thorns the year before. Um, but, you know, again, <laughs> things always don't work out, especially in the American League. Uh, I got told by the coach that I should be on the team, but I don't sell enough tickets because I don't have a big name. And yeah. so I was invited to stay as a practice player. And I said, no, thank you. I'm going to go, you know, 
play on a team and get minutes and try to get seen. And that's when I went to an amateur team and it wasn't really what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to take that pro step and it's hard when you have this dream and you can't do it. So you have to, you think you're sacrificing, but actually playing for that team at Copa really made me a better player all around. Yeah. And at the end of the season to come full circle, I was invited to go up to play with the Western New York flash who was coached by Paul Riley because we had kept in touch. And when I came up there, he told me, wow, you have improved so much. I see so much difference in you. And it was a really good experience. And then it finally pushed me to actually go overseas full time and start playing. And I've been overseas ever since. But, you know, it's hard because you have this dream your whole life. You want to play in a certain place or do a certain thing and it doesn't work out. But, you know, everything kind of works out in the end, I guess, because I'm in a place where I love and I'm doing what I love. And it's been great. No, that's that's good to hear. Um, so, you know, I, I, I kind of took a little notes here. You, you mentioned that, you know, you, you, you play at a small school in North Carolina. I mean, South Carolina. My apologies. And, you know, um, how how so if there's an athlete out there that's trying to, you know, become a professional athlete, um, small school and she feels like there's no hope. How can we motivate them and what advice can you give her? or our audience on on that end. Yeah, and see, this is the thing. And I've talked to so many players who have especially come up to me after I did play pro that were still in college. And they asked me, like, how do we do that? How do we do that? And, you know, at the time, I did have an agent that helped me get overseas. But if you have a highlight video and you have determination, you can make anything happen. Like, if you are determined enough to find teams, to find their information, to send them videos, to speak to them, to reach out to them, like for me, that's the biggest thing. And I tell all my friends that like, if you don't have to have an agent, it, it is good to have an agent. Sometimes if you can find a good one that, you know, you work well with that understands what you want, it's great, but it, you don't even have to have an agent. You can actually just do the really hard work yourself. And it might seem like it's taking forever or you can't do it. But if you reach out to teams, if you work your butt off wherever you are, there is still a chance for you. Your career doesn't have to end after college just because you go to a small school or because you think you're not good enough. Like there are so many leagues out there that people don't even know exist that would love to have players from America, from small schools that are determined and professional and want to be there and play. No, that's, that's perfect. Um, you know, uh, you were in col- at college. How did you prep yourself uh, before going to preseason with the Thorns? looking back, I didn't do a very good job, to be honest. Um, I, I would recommend just trying to get in as many touches with the ball and playing. One thing I did do, which I think helped me going up there, which I'm a bit, I mean, I guess kind of psycho about certain things. I watched every single game that the Thorns have ever played Yeah. with Paul Riley. So it's like 60 games. I watched every single game before going to camp because I got to know what the coach liked, what the players on the team were like, what their, you know, their style was. Um, but for, I think the most important thing is just to get touches, to be fit, to be, uh, have your best touch, to know what you want to do, what you want to show them, what your assets are. And even it's better to even know what your weaknesses are. And when I went to the, uh, the tryout with the thorns, the assistant coach told me, or sorry, Paul told me when I left that he wanted me to work on my one V one defending. And so yeah. that's what I did. I worked on my 1v1 defending and I went up there and he said, it's much better. So just taking the little things that you know are your weaknesses and trying to make them better. No, that's, that's great. I, I agree hundred percent, you know? Uh, so, you know, now you were sending emails where you getting frustrated to a certain end, you know, like you were not hearing back from teams or you probably heard no's and how did you uh, manage to keep that positivity 
you know, it is hard. And especially, you know, on my computer, I have this thing where it tracks emails, like when people open them and, you know, see them when they're delivered. And so I actually saw when every single coach or agent or whoever opens my email and I yeah. see that they read it and that they don't respond. And it is hard because you're, you're thinking, what, you know, what can I do? What can I do better? This is all I have. This is all I'm working with. But you just need to think about it that, you know, if they don't answer, then that's not on you. That's on them. And someone who is going to answer you is going to be a team that does want you, does need you, does want you to come. And you just have to keep trying. Like my JK Rowling, she sent out hundreds of scripts before someone actually picked up the idea of Harry Potter, you know? So it's just kind of that mindset is what I try to keep when I send out my emails. No, absolutely. Um, So, you know, uh, Thorns reached out to you first. Um, What would you say the difference is from college to a professional environment and also how did you know what what did you took out of that preseason you know as a player what like you know seven days there that's a lot you know a player learned so much within those seven days and and how was it uh I think it was I think some colleges probably prepare you better you know big colleges but you know especially going to small schools you know they don't have the type of mentality to prepare you for that um so it's about adjusting really quick. And, you know, it's also not a bad thing to talk to players, you know, like when I went there, I got off the airplane and I got in the car and then we were, the person told me we were waiting for someone else. And Ali Long got in the car. And, you know, for me, she was like a celebrity. Yeah. And so I'm like sitting in the back seat, like so quiet because I'm nervous. But then we go to the training the next day and or a couple of days later, I, my calves were hurting really bad. And she asked me, like, you know how are you doing? And I said, my calves hurt so bad. I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong or what I need to do. And she's like, no, don't worry. It's not you. I feel the same way. It's the turf, you know, just try to stretch and roll as much as possible. So it's about using those resources also, because, you know, you might be intimidated by players or coaches or training staff that are there, but if you need something or you want to know something, it's great to just ask them and they can help you adjust as well. Absolutely. Um, You know, if a player gets invited preseason you know, you've been through that process and what advice can you give them, uh, you know, uh, to relax those nerves, to, to, to make them feel comfortable? I would say just go into it because, you know, it's just another team, honestly. And if you go in nervous, you're going to play like you're nervous. If you go in there just saying, you know what, I really want to be here. I want to be on this team so bad. But whatever happens, happens. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to enjoy myself. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to ask for help when I need it. If I have a small injury, I'm not going to push through it because I've made that mistake before. Yeah, um, I pushed through injuries during tryouts or preseason because I didn't want to look weak. But it's not about that. It's about being healthy. It's about listening. It's also really important to listen to the coaches because if you understand what the coach wants, then that's what you can do. And you can try to put yourself in a better position to make that final roster. Correct. Um, you know, so from there, eventually did not work out for you. But how did you manage to keep your head up straight and go to Finland and perform there? And tell us a little bit about Finland and how, what did you took out of it? And what's the difference between American soccer and playing overseas in, in the country of Finland? Well, I definitely didn't take getting cut very well. Um, I remember I walked out right after onto the big field that Portland plays at. And I stood in the middle of the field and it was raining. And I, I called my mom and I was just crying because I... I never felt like that before. I never felt rejected or unwanted for my like abilities because I'd always been one of the top players in every situation. 
And my mom told me, you know what? You're going to do something else. You're going to get on a different team. And then you're going to show them what they're missing out on. And that's kind of what I held on to, especially when I went to Finland. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Finland and I'm going to play so hard and I'm going to get better and I'm going to be better. And when I come back, I'm going to show everybody that, yeah, I do deserve to be in this league. No, that's that's great. Um, so, you know, it, it seems like it went well over there. Um, Sky Blue, how was it? And what did you learn from that team? And what obstacles did you face now going into that uh, preseason with them? It was a rough year for Sky Blue when I was there in 2016. Um, there were some things that happened. I won't mention them, but if people Google, they'll find some stuff that happened there. Um, but the one of the best things for me was that I actually met some really, really good people when I was there. Um, met my good friend, Ashley Nick, who I still talk to this day and actually is the reason that I probably am in Cyprus and still here. Yeah. Um, but it was really, it was honestly tough. It was a tough atmosphere to play in, to be in, to be a newcomer at that time. Cause like I said, it was just a really rough period that they were going through, but I know all the girls on the team and they're actually all really nice. You know, it's just, it was just that, that time, the atmosphere was weird. Um, but you know, it didn't put me down. It obviously did a little bit, but you have to talk to people, maybe find a friend who's feeling the same way you are and just talk to them and express yourself and let it get out. Cause if you let it just keep building up inside you, it's going to show in the field and then you're not going to be playing your best. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, going out of there, you said you won Cyprus, the door opened for you and how did it feel signing your first professional contract? And, and and what was the first thought that came into your head? So Cyprus is a really funny story, actually, because Cyprus, the team, Apollo and ladies, they had been talking to my agent for like since I graduated, basically 2015 to come yeah. to Cyprus. And I kept saying, no, no, I want to play in America. I want to play in America. And then I was actually down in Orlando visiting some family and I got, went to the airport and I got an email from my agent again. He said, look, this team really wants you you should go out there and play. And I was like, but I don't want to play overseas. I want to play in America. And so I was like, all right, I know my friend from Sky Blue, Ashley Nick. I knew she played there before. And so I texted her and I was like, hey, I got an email from this team. Can you tell me a little bit about them? Because they want me to come out. And she said, oh my God, we're here right now. Please come. And I was like, all right, done deal. I flew home from Orlando. Four days later, I was landing in Cyprus. And (laughs) I was like so happy. And it was like, when February and it was sunny and it was warm and it was like a dream come true. Amazing. You know, um, I give you kudos to that, Christina, you know, it takes guts to have, you know, as a female athlete to you and go through that process that you've been through, you know, me. Like I said, you know, uh, now you're in Cyprus, you're happy, you're living your dream. If there is a, a female athlete that, you know, she wants to go pro playing up there, but she's hesitant, she's scared, she does not know anybody, what advice and how can we get them to go out there? Um, as you mentioned, but before we get started on that, um, you mentioned here in the United States, it's harder for female athletes to go pro because you need to have a name to sell a jersey. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, and then we could jump into the other subject. Yeah. So when I was at Sky Blue, it, it was a really weird, and I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to bad talk no, anybody. Absolutely. 
you know, that's not the type of person I am, you know, but it, it was a weird, a very weird situation because I was performing so well. I was in starting 11s and, and to go into my meeting after preseason and to hear that, well, we don't want to sign you because you're not going to sell tickets, but other people on the team that aren't as good as you, we need them because they sell tickets. And I just kind of said, okay. And I left because at the end of the day, that if that's the way that the mentality was, it's not somewhere that I wanted to be anyway. Um, so that was, it was actually kind of like a revelation for me. I wasn't upset, but when I look back on it, especially now, I'm thinking that it was a good thing that I got out when I did. No, that's, that's, that's good. You know, um, we, we all learn and every journey is different. And yeah, so now uh, take us to uh, Europe overseas. And um, if there's a female athlete, you know, that's trying to go pro, uh, what steps can they take in that ma- manner? And, and what advice can you give them? And uh, tell us how it was the first time going out there. Yeah, I would tell, I tell everybody, to be honest, that I meet that wants to play pro to go overseas because there are so many teams. Honestly, there's so many teams, so many leagues that want American players or just good players, you know, that don't have them or don't have the resources to bring them in. So you might be able to go there and be a star yeah, and, you know, make the name for yourself there and then move up through the ranks. And, you know, that's kind of something that I'm trying to do. I came to Cyprus and I put my stamp on this country and, you know, eventually I don't know when exactly I will move on to that next phase because if you go to a smaller country, you can always use it as a stepping stone to get to that next level. Or maybe you love it in that country and you want to stay there. You know, you never know, but you never know if you don't try. And that's the thing, you know, you might go there, you might hate it, but that's an experience that many, many people don't have. Absolutely. And everyone thinks it's so hard to play in Europe, but it's really not, you know, it is difficult if you don't have a European passport. Like that is one thing that I've struggled with as well. Um, But you know, there are countries, our teams that do have spots for Americans to come play. And you just have to find them. You just have to reach out. And if you don't feel comfortable reaching out, then, you know, find an agent. Reach out to agents, just like you would be reaching out to coaches. Reach out to some agents. Find someone who fits your style, understands what your, your goals are, what your mentality is. And then you will be able to achieve those things you want to achieve. It's not as difficult as people think it is, actually. And it, I try to tell as many people as possible, like, yeah, you can do it. Like, look where I am. No one ever expected me to be here, but I'm here and I'm living my dream. So you can too. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. You know, um, thank you for sharing on that. Um, and yeah, that now, is there anything, you know, we want to add on, on this player's advice before we move forward? Um, anything we missed? I would just tell people, yeah, I would just tell people not to give up, you know, like I got shut down so many times and now I've been the top scorer of my league for three years. You know, you never know where you're going to end up, but if you give up, then you're never going to end up anywhere. Absolutely. You know, you're doing a good job. It seems like you have a bright future ahead of you. Keep pushing through. That, that's great. So now, Christina, Thanks. we're going to move forward into world news. You know, is there anything you want our audience or we could educate our audience on? You know, anything that's, you know, been bothering you or something you've seen on the news? There's nothing specifically on the news at the moment that is really bugging me, but it's kind of something that's been ongoing since the creation of women's soccer is that we don't get enough attention. You know, we don't have the backing, the funding, the promotion that the men's league has. And I actually saw that the, you know, for the first time uh, since this virus has happened, that a team in England has folded in their third division because of the virus, because they don't have the funding to support them. Whereas, a team like Arsenal, who's a big name supported by a men's club, they 
are committed to paying their players full wages. It just shows you the different kind of gap between the different types of support that teams get. Um, And for me, it's, I have a website actually that I, I built about women's soccer and it's called world world of women's soccer.com. And it has every league in the entire world on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I, I was sitting there thinking about what can I do to help bring up women's football. And sorry, I call it football now. Football. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) And so I built this website because I wanted to help provide platforms for teams to get seen, to get noticed, for people to find information because there's so many leagues that you can't even find information for. Um, But, you know, they're playing in Champions League, but you can't find the information from their league. And it's frustrating for me because I see these teams. I know people that play in these leagues, but they're not being recognized. They're not being noticed because no one cares. You know, no one follows them. No one promotes them. No one sponsors their team and it's really hard you know even in cyprus like we have a fully professional team but every other team in our league is made up of players from this country that don't get paid most of them and it's 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 frustrating i guess to say the least that's my big pet peeve and you know you guys at home in our audience you know our our soccer family that's listening to this uh, podcast you know this is where you know we're united and where we need to support our female uh, players, you know, even if you go to a game, buying a ticket or buying a jersey or buying some gear, you know, it helps the club, you know, or even watching it on TV, you know, it starts promoting more for the female athletes as well. You know, I believe in equality and, you know, there's always ways that, you know, as, as, as female athletes could also help our female athletes, you know, uh, support them through, through their journeys and uh, Christina, you're going to have to give me that website again. And then uh, that way I, 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 we spread that word out as well. Um, so thank you, uh, you know, on that. I do agree that, you know, there should be equal pay on, on, on female sports because you women are working hard uh, to break barriers for the next generations that will come through that journey as well. Um, so now before we move forward, I want to, you know, as a professional athlete, you know, how do you manage to uh, cope with your anxiety, stress, and depression? You know, I think that's normal, and it's something that people uh, don't think it's normal, but I, I, it's normal, you know, in the professionalism. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's totally normal. You know, everyone gets upset, gets down, um, sometimes really bad. You know, I've come home from training crying. I went to my shower and just cried because I've been so frustrated with something that happened or anything. And, you know, you need to find healthy releases, either channeling that into, you know, physical ways like working out or, you know, doing extra training, going on a run. But there's other things you can do too. You can do meditation. You can do yoga. Uh, I like to read. Reading takes me like out of my current situation into like an alternate reality. Help me. Uh, so no, I think it's about finding what's good for... No, I agree. You know, everyone deals with their anxiety and depression differently. And, you know, there's always resources, guys. And, you know, you're not alone. It's part of the industry. And as long as you have a a good core of people that support you and love you, that's also a good way to go out and and talk to them. But as long as you fully trust them. Um, All right, Christina, thank you so much on that. Now we're moving into conspiracy theories. So (laughs) let us know if you have any personal ghost stories or any conspiracy you believe in you know Mm -hmm. i don't have any ghost stories 
Um, All right. I'll tell you. I definitely have a conspiracy theory. I don't think that we landed on the moon when we said we did. And I'm digging by that. I've watched like hours worth of videos on that. Um, <laughs> like to a point where it's not helping. It's host, right? Yeah. So that's yeah, my I don't, I don't believe so too. Do you believe there's aliens on the moon though? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you don't know about that. Yeah, but definitely, they're probably out there somewhere, you know, just not that close, I think. Absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's hard to believe that we're not the only ones here. In yeah, this exactly. Planet. Yeah. So it's for sure facts. Um, so, yeah, that, that's good to know. Uh, and what made you believe that belief, that conspiracy? Watching videos. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. YouTube, right? Oh, yeah. man, YouTube's crazy. Mm-hmm. The, Absolutely. It'll be the death of me, probably. Oh, man. YouTube takes you one video to another one, and it takes you more conspiracies. All right. So now, guys, we're going into karaoke. Uh, Christina, hopefully you're ready to uh, show us your Demi Lovato voice. <laughs> and, uh, I'll show you my Justin Bieber voice here soon. Yeah. Um, so the song of the day is Smash Mouth All-Star Shrek. I love that guy. All-time favorite movie, cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rules are, Christina, is that you and I, this is where we get out of our comfort zone, get a battle, like a 1v1 uh, against each other. For, we're going to sing the song for one minute full. Okay. And the loser that stops singing loses. So for professional athletes, the way I usually do it is once you're done at the end of your season, you have to send me a training top. And if I lose, if our audience, you guys are the judges. So as soon as this podcast airs, make sure to DM the podcast uh, IG page. And if, if I lose, I'm going to have to get you some gear from Adidas or Nike and ship it over to you in the off season or something like that. Word. I'm in. Um, <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Deal. Deal. All right. Perfect. All right. So. We're going to uh, press play here soon. We're singing at the it's same called... time, just to clarify. The same time, okay. absolutely. Better. Uh, all right. I don't know if you, I send you the karaoke version. Yes. I don't know if you want to fast forward it. It's five seconds. Nope, I'm just, good. Uh... I know all the lyrics by heart. I'm ready to go. Oh, okay. Let's do this. <laughs> all right. Shrek, here we come. <laughs> oh, my dude. Oof. Here we go. Guys. Here we go. Somebody once told me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest to check. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb. She's a shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the ears start coming, then stop coming. The pizza rolls and the ink bone running. It didn't make sense, but it fun. Your brain gets smart, gets smart and your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So much wrong with taking me back to the street. You never know, you'll go. You'll never shine, you'll glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get your show on, get paid. And all the glitters is gold. Only shooting stars breaking the mold. 
It's a couple plays. They say you're older. Judging in satellite pictures. The ice is pretty thin. The water's warm. The night's on fire. How about yours? You'll never get a fourth. Hey, now, you're an all star. Get your game on. Go. Alright. Alright guys, so that was the song of the day. And oh man, he still wants to keep playing. <laughs> so that's the song of the day. As soon as this podcast airs, make sure to go DM us and which we know who won already. <laughs> I was having she a great had a better time. voice. I was nervous, but it was fun. <laughs> oh, man, that was fun. All right, so now um, we're going into the spot. You know, uh, what's what's your favorite food spot, you know, in Cyprus? And what's a, a good culture uh, that you love, that you usually celebrate with your family? And who's the better chef, mom or dad? And take us to that little-ness. Uh, uh, so my favorite spot currently in Cyprus is called Yellow Cafe. It's in this area called Molos and it's like a, it's like next to the sea and there was like a walking path and there was like a dock. It's just really beautiful and you can like sit there and just be right next to the sea and it's gorgeous. They have outside seating. So it's like amazing right now. That's my favorite spot. That's the spot. Mm-hmm. Perfect. If I'm ever in Cyprus, I need to go check that place yeah, out. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, so real quick my favorite spot in somerset where i'm from in new jersey is actually confectionery yeah. yours they originally started out selling ice cream when i was in like second grade i remember going there Whoa. but now they have like food and chocolate and ice oh my gosh it's like the best place they make amazing cakes so if you're ever in new jersey <laughs> hit up confectionery yours if you want some ice cream or cake or anything else do they sell uh the best cookie and cream there I am a mint chocolate chip person so i'm not oh sure. man oh get out of here okay i'm sold <laughs> i'm sold <laughs> Yeah. Perfect. So now take us a little bit of culture, you know, favorite holiday uh, and favorite dish mom or dad makes. Um, my favorite holiday in Cyprus is Easter because it's like a week long. They have like bonfires and they are partying for like a week straight. And it's really awesome. Um, my normal favorite yeah. holiday is Halloween, but that's a whole nother story. Um, and but my mom, is, oh, yeah. my mom is definitely the chef of the family. However, my dad is the baker because he's like an artsy person. He makes these like intricate cakes that you would see on like a cake show. Like he made this oh pirate ship cake for my brother's birthday once. And it looked legit like out of the Pirates of the Caribbean. It was awesome. Oh, that's so lit. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh man, that's cool. You're making me hungry with all these baking now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. So now, Christina, we're going to the last topic. We want to get to know you more. You know, what from football um what other sports you follow you know um or or what what are what are some cool hobbies you're into you know from soccer Mm -hmm. yeah so I don't really follow teams anymore however bad that sounds but it's really hard when you live seven hours ahead of your normal time zone to watch games and stuff especially if you don't have ESPN on your tv that you can watch a Clemson game you know yeah Um, so I really just uh, honestly focus on women's soccer right now um I watch Absolutely. a lot, a lot, a lot of games. Um, but besides that, I, I work on my website because um, we do like news articles. I have to update games every day by hand, like match scores and stuff. And then I actually started, I wrote one before, but I actually started writing another book. And that's back to my ghost 
comment from before. I'm writing a book about this girl who can see ghosts. So that's what I'm working on. Wow. With. Yeah. That's great. So you're a writer. I I like to think that I am, but I'm probably not. <laughs> that's that's amazing. That's that's great. That's hey, that's always good to hear. Um so let us know when that book comes out. We'll make sure we stay up to date with that because yeah, I, I love stuff like that and that's pretty cool. So um yeah, thank you for sharing. Uh is there anything else you want to mention before we leave or finish here? Yeah, I would just, you know, to all the players out there whoever doubted themselves or felt like they weren't good enough, like every everybody's felt like that, you know. It's not just you, no, you're no. you're not good and it's not that. It's just this one bridge that you need to cross to get yourself over it and then you can move on to that next part of your life that's going to be even better and you're going to be somewhere that you're meant to be and that you are supposed to be and it's going to be great so just keep trying to get over that bridge when you're at those hard times i agree um so christina uh, thank you for taking time and day and sharing your journey which is very inspiring i i could just see that you're going a long way and i i mean the audience could agree with that um and it, what's what's a good social media platform that you want our audience you know keep up to date keep and you know supporting you along the way and uh you know one day we'll see you with the national team so <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind that's dead ass serious like that's you seem like a person that you take no as an answer like the rest of the the people in the podcast and you know that's that's that'll take you a long way for sure mm. you might see me with a national team but it might not be america so stay tuned on that soon um heck yeah let's go <laughs> yeah. but yeah you, like you can follow me on instagram i have twitter facebook anything um all just at christina frida um and you know i always have players like reaching out to me and i love that because i love being able to help people like right now when Absolutely. i share my story or people have questions they just need advice i also have a blog where i have some helpful tips for athletes so you know that links for that are on my Instagram and Facebook and stuff. Uh, But yeah, I just want to help out, you know, so any players who are out there, if you have struggles or you just need to talk to someone who's been there, you can always message me and I'll answer back to you and we can talk about it and get over it and try to get you to that next place. Absolutely. Um, So Christina, you mentioned you have a a page, you know, I want to make sure we promote it as well and the podcast and what's, what's the, what, What's the page uh, that you mentioned that you usually put up to date? It's always current. So that way, you know, us male and female athlete, you know, uh, audience, we support you through that as well. Yeah, it's called World of Women's Soccer um, dot com. It's a website. Yeah. And um, yeah, I update scores by hand every single day. Um, obviously not now. It's, so it's kind of a weird time because I'm not busy as I used to yeah. be. Um, but yeah, I try to add more information, you know, so if you're listening right now and you're playing in a league and you don't see the information from your league on there, hit me up so we can get it on there because I want to have as much information about as much leagues as possible in the world. No, absolutely. You know, um, thank you for sharing that. And like I said, it's it's been a, a pleasure talking to you and uh, getting that information out and we, we can't wait. You, I know you're going to have a good support system here. And uh, yeah, thank you for uh, changing the game. No, thanks so much for having me. I really, really had an awesome time. And I hope that people can use what I said to help their own lives and their own journeys. Absolutely. Guys at home, thank you so much for listening. 
And let's hope this motivates you guys as well, male and female athletes. And uh, guys, till we meet again.